Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast, where two old school fangirls rewatch the show and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And can you believe it? We're on the penultimate episode of season two, episode 10, Truth and Consequences. What? It seems like we only just began season two. <laughs> it's because we did. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh, it felt like a couple months ago. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, we don't have news this week, per se, but we did have a fun little thing. Yeah, it, it showed up on my, my little Google recommends thing, because, you know, my phone knows me better than I know myself. And it is a list on Screen Rant in which they rank the top ten characters on Heroes. Yeah. And we'll include a link to it in our show notes, but Rachel and I were looking at it just now, and obviously we have thoughts about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you want to begin? Sure. I don't think it's necessarily a terrible list. No. I think the top five is pretty solid, which they have, like, Peter at number one, Hero at number two, HRG is three, Siler four, Claire five. I think they could be shuffled around a little, but I think those are, like, the five iconic Heroes characters, so... You must have personally loved that Noah was up against Siler, and Siler had to take a seat. A little bit. A little bit. Uh yeah. <laughs> but um, what's great is that he's also chokeholding Noah in the photo they used. So it's like, ah, I'm always ahead of you in rankings. How dare. How dare. The other five, which, okay, I'm gonna try, I don't have it open, so I'm going to try to remember. I do. Well, tell us what the other five were. Okay, so then six through ten are Ando, mm-hmm. which I'm all about uh, having, you know... Having him on here, he he so rarely gets the respect he deserves. He's a very great character. I agree. Uh, L, eh. which we have co- we have comments about mm-hmm. <laughs> as fans. Um, Nathan at eight, Mohinder at nine, and uh, a bitch we don't know yet at ten. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think we both agree. Um, L really sh- probably shouldn't be on that list. Yeah, like, I, well, okay, hold on. I'm just, I'm trying to see, they didn't really have a criteria listed, the person who wrote the article, Mm -mm. um, which would have been helpful in seeing how they decided, you know, who goes on it and where they go, because I don't really care how you feel about Nathan, he should be higher than that. Mm -hmm. Really, Mohinder should too. Yes. I think Mohinder is criminally low. Yeah, and it's, like, just because of what we were talking about before we started recording, uh, just pure impact to the show. Mm-hmm. Like, especially Mohinder, who fucking, he's in Reborn. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And is a big part of the beginning of it, so. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd probably kick L and the bitch we don't know yet <laughs> off this list. <laughs> Which, I'm not even being pejorative. I'm just like, why are we talking? We wouldn't talk about him. We, we have not. We have not met you know. this character yet. Even though I do enjoy the character quite a bit when we get to that. Oh, same. Oh, same. I don't think you should be on the top 10 all-time list, though. No. And, and you know, actually, well, it's like, okay. Well, if you're going by our impact thing, then he is the big bad of the final season, and he is in a lot of it. And Mm -hmm. so he rubs up closer to legitimacy than Elle does. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's kick them off. Who do you replace them with? There's two spots now. Angela. Petrelli gets mm-hmm. on the list. Obviously, yes. 
do we put Matt in there? Because, like, I do feel it's kind of awkward that he's not there. It's like the thing I just said where it was like, regardless of how you feel about them. Yeah, I mean, he probably should be on the list because he's incredibly involved in every volume. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even if you put him at, like, I don't even think he should go to 10, honestly. But, like, you know, I feel like Matt should be on the list. Yes. I feel like Angela should be on the list. Yes. 100% yes. Again, another person on Reborn. So. And you have, like, basically Both all them. the regulars? Am I forgetting someone? Well, it's 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 fair that you forget Nikki because nobody cares. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry. That, that problem's going to solve itself in a week. <laughs> <laughs> For us. Uh, yeah. Well, she's, okay, it's the 10 greatest, sorry, but she does not yeah. go on the list. And, you know, we've already had this discussion. It's no, it's no fall of the actress. It's just how that character's writing occurred in context with the rest of the show and the impact of other characters. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, we're going to see that again uh, with tonight's episode. She's so fucking separate again. Like, yep. anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna link to this in our show notes, and we're very eager to hear what people what their own top tens are. I I feel like after we're done with the series, we watch as a whole, we'll be a little more re-educated and be able to like do a better full ranking. Yes, but I don't think this is a terrible list. I don't feel like no, favoritism no. ruled. No. So yeah. It would be fun to do like you know this is obviously like a main character list with you know a couple exceptions. Mm-hmm. Um. It'd be fun to do, like, secondary or guest stars, because then it would get ugly. I would fight with you on things. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Happily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, that's a fun little thing. That's a real drought of news lately. So, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Um, well, Boys in the Band is coming on soon. It is. Uh, uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm gonna watch it. Yep, 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 yep. Stay tuned for my capsule review. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Everyone was very gay. Um, (laughs) As they should be. Um, Yeah, so. I think that's really, like, the only thing in the pipeline from anyone right now, too. Uh, Oh, his Superman uh, movie came out, too. I'll have to watch Mm -hmm. that as well. And I think I said, uh, like, James Keisley was in the most recent Lovecraft Country episode. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Yeah, same. I was like, I'm really excited to see it, but I'm not about that weekly television life. Same. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, we should talk about our, our 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 thing that we're actually here to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> On with the episode, I guess. Yeah. Uh, shall 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 we begin? Let's begin, Keisha. Why don't you kick us off? <sighs> All right. So, when we begin the episode, we see Peter hanging out again in Pandemic Land, and for a minute, I thought. Wait a minute. I already watched this episode, but I didn't. It's just that I forgot that that's how they start the episode. That is a real fact. That is a, a thought that went in my head last night. I was like, wait, this is wrong. No, um, Peter is once again in bad feature, number two. And we should number them. And um, <laughs> just for the sake of clarity. Mm-hmm, I agree. And he's seeing himself this time. And, and Caitlin gets snagged by the Department of Homeland Security. So he's on the outside looking in kind of thing. And he does his, like, Caitlin thing where he screams her name, like, five different ways. That And then so, like, whenever I type it and I do, like, a million eyes, that's what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> Caitlin! Yeah, so... <laughs> we we pull back and, and Adam's just, like, standing there while Peter's going on this little journey by himself. 
Like, oh my god, calm down right here. Or as I wrote in my notes, stop saying some broad's name when I am right here. <laughs> um, so, uh, this is my, my first and only warning. This is an incredibly shippy episode for Peter and Adam and uh, other people. And uh, all of my notes are going to be to that effect. So if you don't like it, you can eat me. Um, because that's uh, my experience watching the show again is I just remember, oh boy, did we all write about this part a lot. So yeah, Peter tells Adam all about Caitlin and the time traveling he did and the virus. And he hands Adam the evacuation notice from the future. Like, look, it's a real thing. And I went there. And Adam asks Peter, just like, you know, you know, like, what, what's the virus called? Just randomly, I would like to know this. Does it have a name? And he has this moment of great pause. And Peter says, it's the Shanti virus. Oh, because that really means something to Adam. He tells Peter that he knew a woman at the company, Victoria Pratt, whose name we heard mentioned in a former episode by Parkman, who was a biological engineer who worked for the company. And on Valentine's Day in 1977, she recovered the virus from Shanti Suresh. And we've heard about all this before, but not, you know, in this heavy of detail. He says that the company told her to weaponize it. That's what he says. And he says the virus is their crime. Their crime being the company leaders. And he says to Peter, you know, parents sin and children suffer. And so they decide that they got to find Victoria and make her tell them everything she knows. Because they're going to stop the virus and save the day, probably. I I think that's entirely what Adam wants to do. (laughs) Any thoughts on our boys? I love that when, like, after Peter was like, Caitlin! Adam's just like... No need to shout. <laughs> just like give yeah, him no, the weirdest like, look. Down. Like, uh, okay, bud. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he's probably just standing there, and then he just starts freaking. It's out. like he micro time travels. He's like, Peter, you haven't left this room. Yeah, it's really weird what he does, isn't it? Because he has the paper, yep. so it wasn't like just a dream or a vision. He like micro time traveled no. or something there, and then back. He has a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, he's done it before too. It's it's mm-hmm. weird. His, his version of time traveling is weird. But yeah, they're they're on a they're on a mission, a quest, if you will, to find Victoria Pratt. And I'm sure it's gonna go really, really nice and no one will get hurt. Mm-mm, sure, surely. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fine. Uh we didn't learn anything about Adam just now. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> poor Peter. Uh moving on, we go to California and we get this great shot that just opens up. With Sandra pointing a pistol in tears, like angry tears at someone. And uh, we turn, you know, we turn the camera around and it's Bob, who maybe shouldn't be visiting the home just so quickly after all this went down from last week's episode. Uh, But he's holding an urn in his hands, even though, I mean, hello, we've been new. Noah's not dead. So he goes on this whole little speech. He's like, you know, Noah Bennett was a loyal employee of our company and for many years a true friend. And Sandra's just like, you had my husband cremated? Like, she's just upset. She's pissed. And Clara's too. And, you know, Bob's like, hey, he was very expressed in his wishes. You know, all this bullshit because obviously, like, we, like, you know, he's he's just being held by them. And Bob claims that now that all this has happened and gotten out of hand... That the family will now be left alone to lead a normal life. 
like, all right, you know, we're going to step back. You don't have to worry about us anymore kind of thing. And he leaves, you know, sorry for your loss, etc. And Sandra says, like, pack your things. We're going tonight. Like, she still thinks they should leave. And she's not wrong. So, <laughs> so we follow Bob outside of the Bennett home. And he goes into a car where Elle is waiting. And he says to keep an eye on Claire because the next 24 hours are crucial. And Elle is like, yeah, I could do that. I could do it a lot easier without this thing on my arm. And she's complaining. She's got, you know, a bandage from where she was shot and she's got a sling. And, you know, she, she's complaining because it's itching because like, hello, she just got shot. <laughs> and Bob's being just a total passive aggressive asshole to her about it. Just a full like 180 turn from the end of the episode where he was just like oh you know where he tries to like touch her arm in like a comforting way at the end and she's like mm. uh where he's just like huh i thought my little girl was tough and i was like that's just unnecessary robert <laughs> and she's like i am dad but i was shot and i can't heal myself which is a valid point like hello and he's full on just blaming Elle for how everything went down like what a fucking prick because yeah she's right i mean west is the element they couldn't have predicted he was the game changer of that day so he's just like meh excuses don't change outcome l you need to accept responsibility for what's happened so can you regain my trust like fuck you dude (laughs) no wonder she goes on spoilers (laughs) (laughs) just bleep me out the whole time Man, I haven't been able to say spoilers in a long time. <laughs> you sure haven't. But I was on a roll and I was like, I gotta mm-hmm, say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a lovely character insight we just had with Bob, at least in terms of his daughter. It yeah. goes along with what Noah was saying. Like, he was leading the charge with yeah. putting you through all this. Yeah, he don't, he didn't give a shit. Like, not ultimately. Mm-hmm. He is company man through and through. He's one of those. He's a Thompson, ultimately. Mm-hmm. A Thompson with powers, yeah. but a Thompson. Mm, yes. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we know Noah Bennett's not dead, but how is he doing, Rachel? Well, Keisha, I'm glad you asked. We see the end of the episode again from last week. We see Noah regen again, and he lays back down. And who else should be there but Mohinder? <laughs> and he's like, Mohinder? Last thing I remember, did you shoot me? <laughs> so good. And Mohinder's like, yeah, you'd be dead if it weren't for Claire's blood. And Noah immediately gets pits off again. How dare you take my daughter's blood? Yada, 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 yada. Yeah, but remember what Mohinder is doing while he's out of it still. Yes, he is taking the IV and packing the blood up right now. And and restraining his ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before he fully kind of, like, comes to. I love that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Noah's like, where's Claire? And he's like, she's at home grieving the loss of her father. Like, ouch, Mohinder. Oof. Oof. Ice cold, this mm-hmm. bitch. And, like... You know, Noah's trying to be like, oh, the company this. And Wander's like, you put us on this path. I'm taking this restless blood for Nikki. I don't know if he says Nikki, but he's taking it to cure someone. Uh, shit. I don't remember if he says Nikki, but yeah. He's taking the rest of the blood. We know it's for Nikki. And mm. um, he's like, we're going to cure this virus. This has been valuable um, information that's bringing you back. And Noah's like, the company made that virus, dude. They've been experimenting with it for 30 years. You cannot trust him. And Mohinder's like, and leaves. <laughs> and I was like, get back here, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Oh, man. I feel like 
if Noah perhaps wasn't so emotional and it wasn't so tied to Claire, that perhaps Mohinder might listen to him <laughs> if he wasn't going full yeah. unhinged this season. That's the thing, right? Is it, it's all centered around Claire mm-hmm. Bear, and that is his trigger. Yep. Like, yeah. So, mm-hmm. cooler heads had no chance of prevailing here. No, 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 no. Plus, Mohinder is just. He has ice cold to him in this scene. Like, goddamn. Oh, yeah. Well, to be fair, like, Noah almost shot him and killed him <laughs> in, in that episode. I guess so. And he did smash his nose again, which that he's probably still not loving And, like, that, slammed him but... against the car. <laughs> like, the only reason he's still just... alive is because West is, like, <laughs> West, like, stopped him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor, poor Noah. Brought very low. Yeah. I don't think we see him again this episode. We don't. He's like our fun little insert. Yeah. Like, hey, remember this? So he's in company custody right now. Whoosh heroes. <laughs> Whoosh heroes. Let's go back to New Orleans for the first time. Yeah, we get to see some people we haven't seen in a while. Um, yeah. We've got Monica, Damon, and Micah. And they're walking in, they're talking about uh, the St. Joan comics, and Damon's all like, man, I wonder how much those comics are worth, because Micah's been collecting them. And Micah's like, it's not about the money, etc. And Monica starts asking Micah about St. Joan, and how it's important to have, like, a secret identity. So they discuss that. And then, suddenly Nana walks in, she's like, someone's here to see you, and who's there but Nikki? Nikki has shown up in New Orleans, and Micah's so happy... And they hug it out, mm. and it's a nice moment. And then we cut to them making some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Because remember, DL was terrible at it because he put the peanut butter in the fridge. Oh, yeah. That's a nice callback. Good job. I-, I totally did not even think of that. Yep. So she makes the better peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So they're making some. And Micah asks her about where she was, and she tells him <laughs> she tells him she has a virus now. She's like, don't worry. You can't catch it from me. No one can catch it. But Dr. Suresh, and she's like, you remember Dr. Suresh, right? From Kirby Plaza. He's working on a cure. And she's going to get better and don't worry about it. And Michael's like, oh my god. Well, you know what? I have something to help to make you stronger. And what would that be? But it's DL's medal that he got for saving the girl from the fire. So he got a medal from the mayor for saving that little girl. That's a big deal. And Micah has it. It's in his backpack. He's just going to run over and get it. But the backpack's gone. Dun dun. <laughs> That's the end of that scene. His backpack is gone. Yeah. It's interesting because it's like, oh, you know, they're back. Remember remember New Orleans? That's the thing mm-hmm. we're doing. And it's like, this is definitely one of those things where it's like, if they would have had the episodes they thought they were going to have, it wouldn't feel so weird and rushed. Like it's mm-hmm. gonna. So. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing to really add yet. Like, I wonder how... We'll discuss this further in the... Um episode about the writer's strike how much the yes. gas pedal was pushed on certain plots and how much yeah. was actually going to run as the way it was yeah it's uh, we, we got to find that that uh we don't know that much so honestly we f- when we when we look through it there's yeah. not a whole ton there uh yeah no because that's the thing is it's like there's there's um a nice chunk of information out there on what their plans were for a lot of people but not everybody so so I don't know if they got pushed yeah. forward or if this was just the way it was going to play out. And because of the cliffhanger we get left on in the next episode. It's still goddamn unfortunate. Yes. So, Like, remember my DL mm-hmm. range? Because <laughs> I feel like she has to be in that place for other things that Mohinder has later in the episode. 
Like, they had to get her out of New York. Well, yes, you know, yes, it's, yeah, it makes sense where it's like, oh, they have to get her out so that he can, you know, not be at home so someone else can be there. Like, I get it. So she can't get the, 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 um, antidote right away. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um, but it's just, oh, God, I know. I just, I feel bad. It's like that whole, like, she just gets used as, like, a a machination more than, like, a a real character. Like, it just, Mm -hmm. uh, just bums me out sometimes. We'll do some theories. Because I, I feel okay. like that, <laughs> I feel like, you know, there's stuff to talk about with her, so. Uh, yeah. And, and then there's the bias that we have also, that we like her other character mm-hmm. more, so. Which might not know. have existed if it not worked for the writer's strike. 100%, so. yeah. Because wasn't it supposed to just go back to Jessica? No. It wasn't? No. I thought it. It was Barbara. It was. <gasps> Fucking A, that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You Barbara. Yep. Barbara. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. But you're right. <laughs> hey, anyone but Gina, yep. I say. Mm-hmm. So, no. Which, who knows if Barbara was a Tracy-like entity or was yeah, a, right? another personality. Hard mm-hmm. to say. Very hard to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, that's, that's just how I feel about it right now. Like, I, I got more say as that story yes. goes on. So. Yes. Before you kick into your part, I have okay. to say that I completely <laughs> forgot this existed. That this happened. I can't believe. I cannot <laughs> believe you would forget about this lovely lakeside picnic. I completely forgot about the picnic. You know, I never could because I think it was, well, it was one of the ones that I used when I was making my live journal mood mm-hmm. theme. So I've looked at the scene a lot. Like, I, I don't forget a lot of his mm-hmm. scenes. Like, let's be honest. Because of my, you know, photo editing shit with all of his stuff. Um, yeah, so... It, that's that's it's a real thing that happens. <laughs> God, he's such a little. Oh, I just I want to throttle well, him. Tell us more about it, Keisha. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we haven't seen Siler in a minute, but he's back! Yay! Mm. Uh, so when we pull in, uh, Siler and Maya, or Gabriel and Maya, however you choose to say it, are having indeed a lovely picnic. By a lake in Virginia. So wow, yeah, they're they're really in the states, man. They're they're just just getting right up there, mm-hmm. aren't they? Um, getting ever closer to Doctor Suresh. So yeah, they're fully like having. What are they having? Like wine? It looks like wine, wine. and I don't know what they're eating, but yeah, it's definitely wine and some sort of mm-hmm. food. Yeah, which again, I'm like, where'd they get the money for that? He probably I don't know. <laughs> he um, killed whoever's picnic that actually was. He just killed and took Dropped him in the basket. lake. I could see it. I could fully see it. <laughs> Their bodies are going to like float up later. Like when Maya leaves. Um, yeah, so. It's very mm-hmm. that. Um, and she tells him that she feels almost normal in this moment. Because it's a very like calm, peaceful moment. And he's like, yeah, well, after you see Dr. Suresh, you will be. And she's like, yeah, and, you know, and me and my brother can go home. <laughs> the line reading of this is incredible where he can just barely even maintain his chill <laughs> where he's just like so but here's here's a, here's a thought though like what if alejandro could go home now <laughs> like be less subtle gabe holy shit and maya's like no no i still need him i need him because he helps me control you know what i can do and siler thinks nah she can learn to do it herself and he asks her if she loves her brother enough to let him go. And she starts getting a little anxious because he's, you know, picking away at her insecurity about it. 
And Sally decides, no, time, it's time to lay into her. And he just gives her the full-on guilt and the shame because he's trying to get her to use her power. He's like, you've put him through enough, Maya. He gave up his entire life for you even after you killed his wife. And she's immediately like, but she was cheating on him. He's like, so he deserved, you know, so she deserved to die? Like, just ready to just make her face this shit. And she tries to step away from him, but they stand up together and he holds her arm because he won't let her run away. He wants her to face this and he keeps egging her on. And he's like, nah, you wanted to kill her though, didn't you, Maya? And he's like, your brother, he hates you. And just keeps going and going and on and on. And sure enough, the tears start and, you know, he immediately starts to suffer from it. And he tells her she can control it herself. And when she learns to do that, no more innocent people have to die. And he's so he's sitting there and he's suffering and he's really, really putting all of his eggs in the basket of like, she will care enough about me to do this thing that she couldn't (laughs) do before. And yay for him and the story that uh, that's what happens. She learns to take it back into herself by herself. And it's like, oh, you care about his punk ass. So, yeah, that was a lovely picnic in Virginia. (laughs) Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> Who could forget their wonderful dates? I remembered the yeah. stuff after. I just did not remember the picnic. I was like, the picnic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, big stuff there. Maya doesn't need Alejandro. Gee, I wonder if it's uh, tick, 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 tick. Well, anyway, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> mm-hmm. What if he could go home forever? <laughs> I love his line reading so much. He's so not subtle. He's like, what mm-hmm. if? <laughs> He'd go home now. <laughs> like, just very much is over him. So, away from all this, we are gonna pop on over to Japan. And Hiro and Ando are together at Yamagato Industries. And Hiro's telling him that he has to find Kensei. Because he's the one who killed Kaito and he saw him do it. And they're looking through this uh, box, this, like, banker's box that has files in it from Prime Attack, from the company. And they're looking for photos of him. And Endo's like, he didn't die in Whitebeard's camp. Okay, cool. How in the hell is he alive after 400 years? Like, that's crazy. And it's Hero who figures out, well, heck, he must be basically immortal then. So, it's just like a little bit between them. Mm Mm-hmm. As they, they get on the path of figuring out that, you know, Kensei's obviously not going by that name anymore <laughs> from Stars. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah. A- any thoughts about that? It's a very quick little thing where it's like, this is what they're doing. It's an establishing shot, if anything. Yeah, they're just, like, establishing their puzzling and out. Like, well, if he lives forever, he has to leave a trail somewhere. They're detectiving right now. They are. They're yeah. on the case. But uh, speaking of Adam <laughs> and his buddy Peter... They have arrived in Searsmont, Maine. And Adam has a gun. (laughs) (laughs) So Peter's very Peter about the whole thing. He doesn't think they should go in guns blazing. Like, let's just go in there and we'll tell her the truth and we'll ask her where to find the virus. And Adam is very Adam about things because he's like, okay, this woman can't be trusted. She's the one who locked me up. Peter's like, all right, well, I'll just go by myself. I'll go up and ask her. And Adam, he offers him the gun, and Peter's like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. So he goes up a hill, like a driveway, a private drive, 
And Victoria's out there, and she's working in her garden when Peter approaches. And he's so... Bless this boy. He's so just, like, right away, just like, this is who I am, and this is who I'm looking for, and just doesn't even try to, you know, pull any kind of subterfuge or, or be just tactful. He's just like, I'm looking for Victoria Pratt. She worked for the company. And obviously she pulls a rifle on him, because that is the right thing to do. <laughs> and... Because like we saw with Angela when Matt was, you know, putting the whammy on her, she just wants to be left Mm -hmm. alone. So anybody comes around, knows her name, knows that, you know, the name of the company. Hello, bye. So that's not a great way to start things off. But he's pretty chill about it. He's unaffected. And he tells her, you know, in 24 hours, Shawnee virus is released. And in a year, 93% of the world's population is dead. And she's like, how are you know, how do you, how about you know that? What are you talking about? And he's like, I've been there. I've seen it. And she's like, huh, time traveler. And he just, you know, implores her for help. And she cocks her rifle. And that's that scene. Fun little <laughs> dynamic between Peter and Adam and their way of problem solving. I love him being like, you know, one glance at me is liable to affect her mood. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he knows that everybody hates him. <laughs> yeah, we'll see why pretty quick here. Goodness. <laughs> Talk about something getting out of hand fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, just, I, I love watching, like, later on, I know we haven't gotten to that part of it yet, but I absolutely love watching his his devious little machinations, especially around Peter, who he has to keep having him believe that he is a good guy. Yes. And I love it. I love how he just, he perfectly plays the scene coming up. Like, ugh. Because oh. he's been away from Peter a little bit, and he's been able to run wild and get a little bit of that frustration out, you know? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So. Now he's got to hold it back. He does. Mm-hmm. They got to save the world, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> In a way. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, why don't we find out some more about that, actually? Yeah, so we go back to Ando and Hero, who are looking through Promatech files, and they find a photo of Kensei, and a younger Kaito, and a younger Victoria, which they find out from reading the back of the photo, conveniently says Adam and Ro on the back. <laughs> and Ando's like, huh, I recognize that name. And he hands Hero a file that he had seen earlier, and it was Kaito who signed the order to lock Adam away in 1977. So... Obviously, Adam's a little upset about that. It's like, got just a little <laughs> getting fucked by both Nakamura man. <laughs> <laughs> this family, <laughs> god damn it! <laughs> so Hero's like, "All right, 1977, I'm going." And it was like, no, "No, you said you weren't going to time travel again. That it causes too much trouble." And Hero's like, "Oh, it's not a problem. I know where I'm going." And then poof, he's gone. I love how Hero's like, "Can't hear you over all the time traveling." And was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> And Hero pops right to Primatech Research, November 2nd, 1977. And there's alarms going off everywhere. There's an announcement that's like the bio-research has been um, breached. People have to evacuate. Containment broken. And as he rounds a corner, he sees Adam getting yanked around and cussed by two guards. And Kaito all pissed off. You betrayed us. And Adam's like, no, I'm saving the world. You've been around as long as I have. And you see it all. War, famine... This, this virus, it's for the greater good. And, you know, Kaito's pissed. Lock him up, throw away the key. <laughs> Which they clearly do. Which, in in that moment of him saying all that stuff, it's like, 
oh, this is what they're talking about when they said Linderman was his disciple. Mm-hmm. It's it's very what he was saying in season one. So. Yep, yep, yep. And Kaito goes into the open room, and Victoria's in there, the younger Victoria, and she has a cut on her face. You ask her if she's all right, and she tells him he was looking for a specific strain, and she's going to need Kaito to shut this program down. It's dangerous. And Kaito's like, no, we'll take the strain to Odessa, and it'll be perfectly safe there. And she's like, destroy the virus, dude. <laughs> and he's like, no, the other founders wouldn't allow me to destroy it. She's like, yeah, but Adam wouldn't know what to look for unless someone was helping him. So someone else knows that this particular strain is the deadly one. And she's like, you know what? I'm not a part of this anymore. And leaves. <laughs> and I note, she leaves, but her older self is in a company photo? So she comes back for a reunion? I don't know. But, mm. you know. That photo is such a fucking, like, problem. It's an enigma. <laughs> well, it's just a straight problem. I mean, like, it's a guy, you know, who's Arthur, who's not Arthur, because they didn't mm-hmm. cast him yet. And I mean, you know, yeah. So it's full of inconsistencies. Maybe they end up talking her back down. And she leaves later. But yeah, Angela says she's trying to hot... I don't fucking know. <laughs> don't let the company photo become uh, your... My obsession with Gabriel Gray's clothes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't let it happen. I mean, Adam clearly <laughs> struck Victoria in some way. So... He sure did. <laughs> He's He is a violent bastard. Do you think he tried to be all, like, flirty with her and then it wasn't going well? And then 100%. Because that's kind of his thing. 100%. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like, he got caught, you know, like, rifling through her shit. And then it was like, oh, ba 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 And then tried to take her yeah. out. Yeah. And it's like, well, I'm busted now. So, ba 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 Kaito. Yeah. I wonder who was the one that helped him. Was it Linderman? Was it Mori um, <sighs> then? I don't know. Like, I mean, the instinct is, is to say Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, to say Linderman. But 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 Maury would hear thoughts, so he'd be able to pick out of uh, Victoria's head. I guess what he wanted to Ooh, know. That's true. That's true. And I mean, obviously they work together now, so it's entirely possible that it's him. Mm-hmm. I'll lean toward Maury just because of the power. Yeah, it makes sense. We ponder this because we never know. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not being coy. We just don't know that, and we're just company girls. Yep. Boop, boop, boop. We, love, we love that stuff. Yeah. So speaking of Victoria. Peter's at Victoria's, and she's all like, well, after Kaido and the others were killed, I figured sooner or later someone would come for me. And she's got newspapers spread out, like, about all the stuff that's happening with Angela and Kaito. And she looks at Peter and says, you look like your mother. So she knows who Peter is. That's something. And Peter's looking at all these um, reports, and he's like, I have no idea what this all is, which he doesn't. No, yeah, he's completely separate from all this. He's been elsewhere. What's all this then? Mentally and otherwise, yeah. And she's like, listen, kid, I don't know you, but I just know your parents, and I know what they are capable of. And Peter's like, no, listen, there's this girl, she's stuck in the, in the like, future, this bad future, and I just want us to save her. So he asks where the virus is, because he's going to destroy it. And she's like, if strain 138 were released it would kill us all and he she tells him something but we don't get to see that because instead we see peter walking back out to the car where adam is like just chilling and he's like company storage in new mexico and adam's like hmm there isn't a facility in new mexico bam (laughs) (laughs) i love that so much yeah victoria had come outside and she shot the shit out of adam (laughs) 
And Peter's all like, whoa, 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 wait. And she shoots Peter too. <laughs> You're working with him. That's all I need to know. Because again, mm-hmm. seeing him liable to affect her mood. Mm-hmm. Here we are. <laughs> so she goes over to Adam. I knew blowing your head off was the only way to make sure. Better late than never. But before she can <laughs> blow his brains out, Peter stops her and disarms her. And I was like, oh, thanks, Peter. Let's get her to the house. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you poor thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I, yeah. I, I, I like when Peter tries to be just sincere with people and they're like, no. <laughs> like, because, yeah, I, I love... I continue to love the dynamic of him being hooked up with someone like Adam, who is bad with a capital B, because, you know, it just, it, it immediately f- affects what other people think of him. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I love that, like, guilty by association thing he has going on at the end of the season. He's also guilty by association with Angela and his father yeah. in her eyes. Oh, big time. Yeah. I, I have a note about that in the next segment. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So, yeah. It's the one I showed you on Discord last night. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Yeah. So why don't you take us to um, Virginia, I guess, they're in? So. They are, and I, I would love nothing more. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we cut back to the Siler Maya Alejandro story, we see Alejandro, and he's in a motel room, and he's looking at some kind of printout. And Maya busts in, and she's stoked because she did it. She controlled her power all by herself, and she's really excited and proud. And she's like, "And it's all thanks to Gabriel. Gabriel showed me exactly what I'm capable of. Isn't that great, Alejandro? Isn't that swell? <laughs> I will forever love that. The first thing Alejandro did when he had access to a computer was Google his ass. And yeah, yeah, clap, 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 clap to that." Because I just, that's so great. He just was, was waiting for a chance to find out about this guy. He never, you know, dropped it. And I just, I love it because he has a printout in his hands um, that talks about how Gabriel Gray from New York is wanted for the murder of his mother, Virginia. And it's exactly how he left her, the photo is, back in season one in the blood with the, with the painting and all that. And it also includes his driver's license. So that's a fun <laughs> moment for fangirls. Like, oh, God, that's his dorky ass driver's license. Um, yeah. So he's like, uh, no, they say he killed his own mother is the guy you're talking about. You know, the guy I've known as bad news since minute one, day one. <laughs> and Maya's like, no, 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 I don't I don't believe that. That's not possible. And then Siler just strolls right in and he's like, hey, did you tell your brother the good news? And and Alejandro, he strolls right over to him. All, I know what you are, in Spanish. And I love how Stellar just immediately is just like, hmm. And he shuts the door on them, (laughs) just immediately taking control of the situation. And he's got, uh, I needed to take a minute to talk about his haircut because Rachel hates it. Um, So, (laughs) do you remember? That fucking mullet. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yay! So, we called it the fullet, because it's kind of a mullet, but it has shaved sides. Like, it has, like, really short sides. Mm -hmm. And it's very unflattering on most people, but I maintained back in the day it was not um, unflattering on him. 
and Rachel disagrees entirely. And I had to mention it because I knew she'd get upset. <laughs> but he absolutely has that haircut right now. It's like, it's it's sloppy looking. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's only worth pointing out because he doesn't look like that at the end of the episode. True. Because he has to look nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anyway... I will be the only person who loves that haircut. No, I'm fine with it. Um, and he's like, is something wrong? And Maya's got the printout. And she's like, this says you murdered your mother. And there's this great moment where he has to decide how to play this. He's got seconds. And he has to decide what he's going to do. Is he going to deny it? He's going to lean into it. He decides, fuck it. He'll just tell the truth. So he doesn't want to lose the bond and the progress manipulating Maya. Because he's so so close you know she's much closer to him and she's much farther from Alejandro and this to me is why he is a dangerous character not just because of his willingness to use violence which I mean like yeah obviously but because he's really fucking quick on the uptake more often than not Mm -hmm. and he knows how to handle something like this that could easily have ruined everything right then and there before he could reach his goal so he goes, yeah, it's true. And he does. He leans into it and he gets all glassy eyed and he tells her exactly what happened because that is how it happened. You can't deny it was an accident. And uh, yeah, so he's really laying it on thick about the tragedy of it. And she's immediately just like, oh, and <laughs> Alejandro is so frustrated at this point. He's like, he's a fucking murderer, man. Like, what the hell? And Maya whips around and she's like, yeah, well, I am too. Which, yeah. And she's like, I'm staying with Gabriel. And I'll just see Dr. Suresh without you. And while this is happening, Siler's behind her and he's just sneering malevolently at Alejandro while Maya is, like, telling him all this. (laughs) It's chef's kiss, man. He's just so, like, neener neener about it. And Maya's like, no, because in my heart, I wanted her dead, Alejandro's wife. And, you know, if hating me makes it easier, you know, for you to leave, then so be it, pretty much. And <laughs> while this is happening, again, I have to obsess over the little details because that's what Quinto's putting in his performance. Siler puts his hands on her shoulders, which to her perspective is supportive and comforting, right? But as the audience, we see it's incredibly possessive, like, haha, your sister's mine now, like I promised. Because <laughs> Al- Alejandro leaves. He's just like, oh, so he just leaves. And Maya gets upset and she cries and she cries into Siler's chest. And he's just like, don't worry, Maya, everything's going to be okay. I'll take care of you. You don't need him pretty much. And while he does this, I just love how fucking extra this is. Like someone wrote this into the script that he's going to hold her close and comfort her on, you know, one side of it. But on the other side, he, for the audience, is going to mime pulling his finger across the top of her head <laughs> while she is crying into his chest. <laughs> it's not fucking subtle. Like, mm. wow. <laughs> I, I love that little detail so much. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, lots of lots of stuff going on there. Uh, goodbye, Alejandro. I guess he'll just leave and, you know, it'll be fine. Sure. He's just going to go and look at the What else is he going to do? Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like. She can do her power, she can control it on her own, and uh, he can just, you know, he can just go home. It's fine. Mm-hmm. She made her choice. Yeah. Go home and get arrested. I'll just leave it at that. Homicidio. Yeah, homicidio. He's man. on that poster, too. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> yeah. 
So. <laughs> Moving back to Maine, which is where they are, correct? Uh, yeah. I'd shout out to somebody who used to live there, but I don't want to. Shout out to Beep. Um. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Beep. Victoria's tied up in a chair. And she's like, you're with him. You're going to help Adam release the virus. She's like, 30 years ago, he broke in and tr- and like they stopped him. He wasn't able to get it. And Adam's all like, no, no, no. I broke in to stop you guys from destroying the world. <laughs> and she's like, looks at him like, huh, you're the one who killed Kaito and the others, didn't you? And he's like, Victoria, we're trying to save lives, not take them. So <laughs> he's very much trying to brush this off with Peter around, you know. Don't you love it? He's just gaslighting her to her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Peter weren't there, it would be, be like, yeah, fuck y'all, I'm about to kill you too. Oh my god, could you imagine how very differently that <laughs> yes. would work? He's like, no, Victoria, why would we, we're heroes here, you're the villain, oh, gosh, you know? And she again tries to plead to Peter, Adam's a killer, you're helping him, so you're just like your parents. And Peter's like, just like trying to ignore her, and he again asks her, where is the virus? She tells him to go to hell, and then he just plucks it right out of her head that it's in Odessa, Texas, Promotech paper. And he tells Adam just that, and she's like, no, you know? <laughs> so Adam's like, great, we can let her go now. So he goes to untie her immediately, and Peter's like, hold, what the, What are you even doing right now? And he's like, <laughs> it's, and she's like upset, and he's like, it's fine, we're gonna let you go, look, it's all great. And of course, the moment she is enough free, she knocks Adam away and grabs her shotgun. And she aims it at Peter, and oop! Adam shoots and kills Victoria. Yep. And Peter's like, you didn't have to kill her. And he's like, no, she was about to take your head off. There's no coming back from that one. And Peter's like, I'm going to get the car. Which, Peter clearly, I think Adam fucked up here a little bit. Yeah, he feels some kind of way about this. Because Peter's like, why were you untying her, dude? It's like, there's you knew she was going to act that way. Mm-hmm. It's too convenient. Peter's not a complete idiot. No, he's not. He's not an idiot at all. He's just so goddamn trusting. Mm-hmm. So. so Peter goes off to get the car. And this leaves Adam alone. <laughs> Yay! To monologue to the corpse. Oh, I love it. So he pulls out a little piece of paper, dabs his chest, and draws on it. And he's like, hmm, if anyone survives, I'll tell them I couldn't have done it without you. And then he drops the photo, which is the little picture of her from the photo with a helix drawn on it. (laughs) This fucking guy. (laughs) Oh, this guy. Which, yeah, they totally had some other kind of relationship going on. It's like, I couldn't have done it without you, Victoria. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like he definitely had her strung along for a minute, Mm -hmm. maybe. That was a pretty popular theory back in the day. Yes. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) any comments about this delightful scene here oh so many um just yeah this is what i referred to earlier his masterful handling of he has to keep looking like a good guy no matter what because he knows if he does it right he can still allow an opportunity to kill her Mm -hmm. and be like what i saved you is what happened which again shows you what kind of cold bastard adam is because like there is every chance in the world she could have gotten to that gun and blown Peter's head off. Mm-hmm. And he was fully willing to risk that. So. He said 400 years to, like, just stop giving a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. He didn't care about anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. And just, oh, I love it. I love that moment where Peter goes to get the car and then it's just like, dun dun, you know? It's like the real feelings reveal. Just, oh, it's such a great little moment. Mm hmm. Because, you know, Anders does evil really well. Yes. And then, uh, <laughs> um, when Victoria was still alive and, you know, she's like, Adam's a killer. And I guess since you're helping him, you're one too, just like your parents. And this is what I said to Rachel last night after I watched it. I was like, hey, Nobody talks shit about Peter's bad boy boyfriend or compares him to his parents. <laughs> he hates both of those things. Strike one so. and two. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So. See ya. Rip Victoria. Matt, you didn't get to her in time. Whoa. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the <laughs> that was that was the end of their lovely trip to Maine, at least. Mm-hmm. Um where I like to think that they stayed at a nice bed and breakfast and there was probably just like one bed, but like they weren't weird about it. Like, you know, they just, they shared. It was fine. <laughs> oh man. Probably. Mm-hmm. You can't stop me. <laughs> I mean, Peter can teleport. So they probably, <laughs> rain's on parade. <laughs> Boo. Not that I'm doing it on purpose. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. I'm, I'm just, I'm fucking with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was watching the episode, uh, Ryan was like, why do these two look like they just stepped out of an L.L. Bean catalog? So <laughs> he, he, he demanded that I mention that on the episode. So I there you go. It. It's here. Mm-hmm. I did the thing, <laughs> which they do. So they do. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Yep. They had to do a little shopping before they went to go see Victoria. Come on. Yes, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, you remember Micah's backpack is missing. And if you remember... Who could forget that incredibly, <laughs> incredibly consequential thing to the rest of this uh, show and the rest of the episode? Do go on. It has so many repercussions, oh. though. Um, it does. Remember, Damon also was like, hey, you know, I wonder how much those comics are worth. Because Damon, <laughs> he's a kid and he's like, I want money. He's a kid, he wants money, and he sucks. Everyone has a relative who sucks, and I've said it about Damon before, he sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. So Damon is explaining himself because they all realize that he did it. And he's like, listen, I asked this guy on third about the comic's worth, and I was going to bring it to him, so he'd tell me, you know, and I'd get some cash. But it was a setup, and he jumped me, and they took the backpack. And Micah is pissed. Ha, yes. He gets up, and he starts beating Damon up. And Dame's like, whoa, 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 I'll get you a new one. And Micah's like, are you going to get me a new dad, too? Woo! He even, like, flat out tells Damon, I hate you. I, oh, that, you're going to get me a new dad, too? Like, can we do a poll about who has the coldest reply to somebody in this episode? Mm -hmm. Because it's up there. Yep. Children are vicious, man. (laughs) That's true, man. They'll fucking say the thing that no one else Mm -hmm. will. And so Nana is going to call the police about it. And Damon's going to tell them everything about it. So they leave. And Micah's like, we need to get it back, not the police. Us. And he motions to Monica and his mother and himself. And Nikki's like, come on. And he's like, no, we need to be a hero like Dad. And (laughs) Nikki's like, being a hero is what got your dad killed. So. Oh, is it Gina? Is that what happened? (laughs) (laughs) So she bites back at Micah, yeah. Mm. (sighs) And she's like, the metal is gone. I'm sorry. And while this emotional situation is happening, Monica's in the background, and you can just look at her and you can tell the gears are a-turning. 
She's she's thinking of a plan. So what do you think about New Orleans, Keisha? I mean, it's it's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like it, it it's I like it because of where it leads because we get some cool stuff out of it, but it also leads to the really shitty way that they close off that storyline. So It also feels weird to jump back to them when we haven't seen Monica in like a long time. Yeah, like I think that's part of what I was saying when I was being shady about the, you know, the the big storyline of Micah's backpack, but that's the thing, right? Is it's just kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, here you are again. Yeah. If you're going to have a new character get introduced, you should probably be willing to spend more time with them, you know, spread apart, like, you know, episode by episode, not just every two or three. Here she is, and, you know. Too many fingers in the pie. I guess so. (sighs) Yeah. So what's Siler up to? (laughs) Uh, this isn't actually as long as I thought it was going to be. Uh, it's kind of long, though. Um, so <laughs> he's in the motel room packing because, you know, they, they got to get to Dr. Suresh. You know, they, their journey is not over. And there's a knock at the door and he's like, oh, are you packed already, Maya? And who is at the door but Alejandro? And he attacks him and he says, you're not taking my sister with you. But this time, this time, Rachel, they're not in front of prying eyes. And the fight goes very differently indeed because, uh, well, first of all, Siler has the reach on Al and the strength and the height and the killer instinct, if mm-hmm. I may. So he's like, I tried to let you go the easy way, but you had to be persistent. And Al says, I'm taking my sister. And he says it in English this time. Like, oh, shit, it's on now. But it's too late for Alejandro because Siler grabs him, slams him to the floor Pops up, grabs a knife, a paring knife. Then he then proceeds to stab the ever-loving fuck out of Alejandro with. Rip that guy. <laughs> it's uh, it is one of the like most brutal death scenes on the show, mm-hmm. and one of the most fucked up things Siler's ever yes. done. Because it's not like ooh fun supernatural power time. No, he just stabs the shit out of this guy, and that's that's all there is to it. And while this is going on, all of a sudden there's another knock on the door. And this time it is Maya. And it's like, oh, shit. So (laughs) he does this little, like, no lip snarly smile thing when he hears the knock. I have complicated feelings about it, okay? (laughs) And then he decides that his subterfuge is going to be to pretend that he was in the shower. And that's why he didn't hear her. So he opens the door and he steps out all wet and naked in a towel and glistening, and frankly, who the fuck could even remember they have a brother or where he might be when facing that. And he's got the Kirby scar, which I love as a detail. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, like, one of my favorite things. And as I said in my notes, and if you like scars, well, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So um, she's like, you know, uh, you were right about everything, and he's like, I never meant to come between you two. And she's like, I have to protect him, he's my brother, and in time he'll come to understand but, you know, without you, I'd, I'd still be somewhere in Mexico. And <laughs> this is my favorite note that I wrote last night. Uh, Siler understands his body is a weapon against straight women. And so. <laughs> yes. It does. He does. Because, like, look at how he acts with Elle and stuff later, too. Like, so they make out and the Siler theme ticks into place and he slowly closes the door on Alejandro's super dead body. So <laughs> that's what happens there. That's that on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Rip that guy. Rip 
Alejandro. Yeah. He lasted a long time. Usually people who annoy him uh, don't last as long, but had to get to the point where Maya could do it herself. You know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Poor dude. Got married. Mm. Wife and, like, all <laughs> their family got killed that wedding night. Sister did it. Mm-hmm. And they're on the run for, like, how who knows, like, four months? (laughs) Several months. Well, I think it was, like, a couple weeks. But then they run into this fucking guy. Well, yeah, yeah. This fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Survived the dangers and perils of getting into the country only to die like this. Yep. Which, if it was a paring knife, I guess they had cheese and fruit with that wine. Yeah, yeah. That's why he had the knife. (laughs) Is because, yeah, they were... He probably used it for that. Yeah. A little charcuterie for them. <laughs> a lovely, made, made a lovely board. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> yeah. Alright, well, stuff happens other than that in this episode, if you can believe it. Uh, it's hard to believe. Yeah, I love that. It's like, what? Is anything else happening other than... That that particular uh, instance of of uh, shirtlessness and more than shirtlessness, um, you know, he couldn't let Milo have all the fun. <laughs> no. So yeah. So let's go back over to California for a minute, and we see Claire, and she's looking through a box of things, you know, because they're supposed to be packing, but she's unpacking, trying to find something, and West walks in. And she has this really great moment where she talks about just the situation of her dad being dead, where she's like, I've fallen 20 stories. I've been stabbed in the head. I crashed a car at 70 miles per hour. I've even been on fire, but this hurts more than any of that. And it's not getting better. I've always gotten better. I've always gotten better no matter what, but this is just getting worse. Ouch. Mm -hmm. It's a really good way to sort of illustrate her, her grief. And, uh, she tells Wes all about the Haitian when she finds the wind chime she was looking for. And she's like, yeah, this guy, you know, he worked with my dad. He can make me forget I ever even had a father, you know, problem solved. And Wes correctly tells her she doesn't, she doesn't really want to forget her dad though. Like, come on, forgetting is not the answer. And she just, she wishes she could tell him how sorry she is. So sad. Claire is sad. Yeah. Thousand percent. The Haitian wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yep it's just like a quick little scene it's a nice little like character moment for claire to have and uh i love yeah like how they put it it's like yeah you can you can set her on fire that, that doesn't matter it's the emotional stuff that's gonna get this one so can't heal from that so no you cannot not easily and not quickly Mm-mm. could you imagine if they kept this going for a while i wonder how long they would have kept it going like, for the family to think that he's actually I dead. don't think very long, just from what I remember of part of the summary of Exodus. Mm-hmm. At some point, she does find out in that. Mm. that's why she's trying to get into Odessa. At least I think it's for that and not Nathan. I don't remember. We'll have to look at the summary again or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It can be both. Why it not could both? be. It could be. She's got two dads. So. Two dads. Claire's two dads. <laughs> <laughs> Claire's two dads. Yep. So... Let's go to New Orleans. Micah is sleeping, or he's trying to sleep. You know, he's upset. And who should come in but Monica? And she's dressed up all in black, looking like St. Joan. Oh, boy. And she wakes Micah up, and she's like, I know what it's like to lose someone you love and lose a piece of them. Anyone tries to steal my mom's piano, I'd feed them their teeth. She's like, I'm going to get it back, but you need to stay out of the way. And Micah's stoked. This is what <laughs> he wanted. He wanted to go be, like, a little hero. So 
Just yeah. a little scene with them, a little setup for what's coming. So, just just go be heroes. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So instead, let's go to Mohinder and Bob. And hey. Mohinder's excited. Claire's blood with the with his antibodies. That's the cure. And Mohinder's like, listen, Bob. While I've been working on this cure, I've now seen the full extent of your viral research. And he points out that strain, 138 again. And he's all like, that would wipe out all of human population. And Bob's like, don't worry, it's safe. We're big on security. And Mohinder calls their bullshit. Because he's like, I operated for weeks as a spy (laughs) in your ranks. God knows what someone who knows what they're doing would be capable of. (laughs) I love that because he's... He's like humble bragging, but also being like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I was barely holding it together. And yet here I, you know, <laughs> and yet here I was. And he wants Bob to destroy all the virus strains. Good luck. So we cut to Nikki getting a call and it's Mohinder. He's like, Nikki, I found a cure and I'm going to be on the next flight to bring it to you. And Nikki's like, oh my, that's so great. I'm going to tell Mike of the good news. And she gets up to go tell Micah the good news, and Micah is gone. Oh, boy. We get to find out where he is right away. Because he and Monica are outside some house, and Micah's like, all right, no one is home, because he's, like, using the cell phones, I think, to figure out if there's, like, a phone in the house. Or He somehow finds out there's no one in the house. It's kind of vague, because I watched it twice, Now I was like, how, how is he doing Is he that? checking for, like, other cell signals, maybe? And he's like, I don't pick up another phone in the house, so there's no one there? Maybe. That's my guess, anyway. And because he's holding a phone, so using the phone to listen to a phone in the house to see if there's people oh, there. I don't know. That might be it. Because you know, it's very how he talks about his power. He speaks to machines. That could be it. And he's like, "No one's home. Are you ready?" And Monica is like, "Almost," because she's watching this like parkour video that's on her little her little iPod that Bob gave her. <laughs> hey. And she's like, "Man, all right, I'm ready, but like, who? I don't want people thinking I'm robbing the place. I wish it wasn't so bright." So Micah puts his hand on the street light there and puts it out. And she's all like, how'd you do that? And he's like, oh, I just told the light to be off for a little while. And she's like, you told it, huh? Yeah. Which is what Keisha just said. (laughs) So Monica pulls up her hoodie and Micah's all, you're St. Joan. (laughs) So cute. It's adorable. And Monica runs over. She hops the fence. We get to see her do a little parkour. And she's climbing onto the house to go um, inside. Gets inside, finds his backpack. We get to see the metal right there. And as she's in the house, several cars pull up out front. And she grabs the backpack in the metal as the guys go inside. And these thugs go in the building, and they're, like, having a discussion. And it's like, I don't care why we're doing it, as long as we get paid. Grab those gasoline things. So they're burning buildings down for someone. A little paid arson. Mm Mm-hmm. And Monica's, like, hanging off the ceiling, like, holding herself up. Which might have worked had Micah not had his comics in the backpack because one falls off and falls right on the stairs in front of the guys. Whoops. And the guys grab her, knock her out, and load her in the van with the gas. Uh Uh-oh. Some serious peril there. Mm Mm-hmm. Monica's in trouble! It's... The thing about how, you know, she gets snatched and everything, it's very like, see? It's not a good idea to try to do this stuff. But it's like, no, they just... They're going to be in peril, you know, doing something like this, no matter what. That's just part of it. And plus, like, if they're going to be a proper superhero team, they need to, they need to train together. Like, you know? Like, yes. Mm-hmm. They're not prepared to do this on this level. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a bummer how it goes down. 
But it's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, like, this is the first gig, really. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, shall we go back to California? Please. Cool. So we see Claire and her family, including Lyle and Mr. Muggles and West, and they are out on the beach and they're spreading the fake ashes. And she's like, if I hadn't been so selfish, you'd still be here. I love you, Dad. And it's this really sweet moment. And Claire hugs her mom. And she's like, you know, towards West. You better say goodbye. We got to be in Salt Lake by morning. And correct me if I'm wrong. Was that not one of the places she hid in during Five Years Gone verse? I think so. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny how some of those things just keep wanting to happen. Yep. (laughs) But when she goes over to talk to Wes, she looks in the distance and she sees a fucking car. And she sees that Elle is spying on them, drinking her slusho and watching the family. And and Claire just stomps right on over there. She is not in the mood for this. And Elle, you know, has her arm in a sling. So she's like, shit. So she can't get her keys into the ignition fast enough. And she drops her keys and she drops the slush. It's like a whole thing. And... So she gets out of the car, and Claire's like, what the hell are you doing here? And Elle's just like, eh, I came to watch the sunset. And Claire immediately posts up, and she grabs Elle by the throat. Can we talk about that? She doesn't just, like, (laughs) shove her or whatever. She grabs her by the throat and, like, shoves her against the car. And Elle's like, watch her, you're shoving, pom-pom. And everyone's like, no, come on, Claire, like, we gotta go. And she's like, no. No, we don't. Like, we can tell the world what they do and how they kidnap me and then how they murdered my father. And I was just like, pish, you've no proof. No one would believe you. And she's like, yeah, you're probably right. I guess I'm just gonna have to show them. And she punches the shit out of Elle's driver's side window, just shatters the whole thing. (laughs) And then she shows her her fist as the glass sprinkles away and the wounds heal. And she's like, and once I do, you're not going to be able to touch me or my family. You'll be the ones running. And I love a, a badass Claire. Mm-hmm. I love it so fucking much. And I wish we would have gotten more of it throughout the show. Yes. That's my favorite Claire. Mm-hmm. That is my absolute favorite Claire. Plus, it's such great foreshadowing of like, you're not going to keep her contained, man. She's going to show the world one way or another. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some things are destiny. They really are. They cannot be avoided. Mm-hmm. Yay, badass Any other <laughs> Yay, badass Claire! Any other thoughts about that? I loved like her juggling the slush, <laughs> like oh shit, and, like <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yep. It just drops. Such a great like human moment. Just whoop! <laughs> like she wasn't expecting them to look over. Like ah oh, hell, ah oh, hell, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the look on her face when she drops the drink is just so relatable. Just yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> this would happen. This is my day. Yep. It's. Wonderful. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I love, I love Badass Claire. I love her taking her, the fight to the company or anyone who tries to fuck with her. I'm all about it. Um, I, <laughs> it's so hard to watch the grieving scenes on a rewatch and um, not just stare at Lyle holding muggles the whole time. It's <laughs> just like, of course, Mr. Muggles will want to say goodbye, you know. Mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> love it because i don't really think i noticed the first time no probably and, uh, not there he is mm-hmm. so, yep that's uh that's where we leave off with uh that storyline mm-hmm. so gears us you know right into the the finale events for the bennett slash butler family mm-hmm. um should we pick up with mohinder how's mohinder doing he's gonna go get nikki that cure right 
He is. He is. He has a plan in place. He is in a cab, and he's heading to the airport right now. And he looks into his little travel case, and he's got his little syringes in his vials, just very like, whew, okay, it's all there, it's all good, like, everything's great, I'm ready to go. Gotta catch my flight, gotta save Nikki's life. Oh, but the phone rings. Oh. And what does he hear on the other end of the line? But just a simple greeting. Hello, Mohinder. Can you fucking imagine? <laughs> like, just do that for a moment. The guy that murdered your father, who tried to befriend you, and who also has tried to kill you, that you saw fucking die, <laughs> is not dead at all. The look on Sendel's face is amazing. When he's just like, like it's just everything just pulls back. And it's so good because it's Mohinder, you know, it's like your your subconscious Siler obsession paid off because he is not dead at all. And he's calling you on the phone and he asks him where he is. And he's like, oh, you know, I convinced the babysitter to take the night off. Don't worry. I'm taking real good care of the little one. And he gently strokes Molly's little head. <laughs> and Mohinder is panting. He's fucking terrified, and he should be. And he's like, if you touch Molly. And Sally's like, no, 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 no. Like, shh. Like, no, no, we don't want to wake her. Like, calm down. And he's like, hey, guess what? I brought someone to see you. She needs your help. We both do. And he walks over to Maya, who's standing there, and just thinks, like, oh, he's just having a normal conversation yes. with his old yes. friends. <laughs> this is fine. This is fine. And he knows the girl, and uh, it's real kind of him, really, to go and watch after her while, you know, her her guardian is away. That's very kind of him, Gabrielle. Uh, and he's like, I'll see you soon, Mohinder. And he just hangs up. And I could give my face fucking wrinkles from how hard that scene still makes me grin to this day. And it would be worth it. Mohinder um, mm-hmm. gets off the phone, and it's like, sorry, Nikki, plans have changed. Sorry about it. He's got to go deal with this now. So hope you don't <laughs> die. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's just, okay. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna uh, crack open my old laptop tomorrow. I'm going to find the document that I made, because I want people to know how insane you and I were. Um, the promo photos for this came out and one of them was Siler in a spiffy black coat on the phone. And we were like, huh, where is he? That's a weird looking setting. And this one and I over here spent like a good minute figuring out without any other context. Cause this comes completely out of the blue, mm-hmm. uh, for Mohinder, you know? It is that like, oh, shit, he's there. And it's like, he's at Mohinder's place. He's a, yeah, we, we have this, we have this graphic that we made where we're like, look at the slant of this and look at the color of this. Yep. <laughs> like, like psychopaths. And uh, we were very excited to share it all over Live Journal and be like, look where he is. Because, you know, we were such big, uh, uh, just huge Mylar shippers that it was just the greatest thing that could have ever happened Mm -hmm. we were like this is the finale holy fuck you know yeah yeah so 
don't know. You got anything to say about that? <laughs> we'll post that picture if you can find it in the Discord. I'm pretty sure it's in my Batman laptop. I'm pretty sure I found it just recently. I'm going to throw it on a hard drive and do that. Okay. So. Cool, 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 cool. Because, <sighs> yeah, I was finding all my old hero shit. And I remember I was showing you a bunch of stuff like a couple months mm-hmm. ago or whatever. Who can keep track of time? And uh, I'm pretty sure that was one of them because I was like, oh, my God, that is a thing we did. I don't remember you showing it to me, but I'm sure you saw it. I'm fairly certain I did. And if I didn't, I will scour the internet to find it because <laughs> I put it all over the place. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, oh, and also, uh, <laughs> poor fucking Maya. Um, while, while she's just being real, like, oh, this is so nice. We made it oh to his God. old friend's home. Um, when he goes over and hangs up the phone, he gives, um, and I will gift this if I remember to, the most inhuman smile anyone's ever done. Um, he, he, he's just an evil man. He's an evil man. <laughs> he, he knows what he's doing. He knows the threat in him just being near Molly and just the, the history those two have and just, oh God, it's so great. So Keisha talking about Siler killed my internet and now we're back. <laughs> I, I thought it was the universe's way of telling me to just like, cool it now. <laughs> <sighs> For you, no time has passed. For me, it's been a while. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's get back to the episode. We're almost done with it. Are you ready for it, Keisha? I am. I was like, it's at the fucking end. <laughs> and it's her part. You can hear me going, no, it's her yeah, part. Mm-hmm. Back in Japan, we see Ando sleeping at his desk. Now that's the Ando we know. Hey! <laughs> and that, that is believable content. <laughs> him working? No. <laughs> Him sleeping? Yes. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> and Hero pops back in and wakes him up. And he's like, I know what Adam wants and where it is. He's like, it's in Odessa, Texas. And Ando correctly says, where we save the cheerleader. <laughs> which I liked. <laughs> and he's like, well. Me too. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, that's where we save he's the cheerleader. He's paying attention. Yeah. I like oh. that a lot. He's like, yes, if we don't stop him, everyone dies. And But Adam is invincible. And Hero's like, well, I must try. So he takes the sword, and he pops away. And Andal's just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why is saving the world your responsibility? Yeah, because he's all like, I must avenge my father's death and save the world. Boop. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> this guy, he just got back. <laughs> oh, he keeps saying he's going to stop time traveling that he did, and now he's going to go, oh, alright. Let's go to Odessa, Texas. And... Who's just casually rolling into the company? But Adam and Peter. And Peter's like, I don't know how we're going to find a virus at a paper company. And Adam's like, paper <laughs> company is just the front. Good stuff is three floors down. Laboratories, jail cells. And he cuts off. Because time stops. Peter doesn't stop. He looks around. Mm. And who does Peter see? Hero. And he's confused. He's like, Hero? And Hero is also confused. Peter Petrelli? <laughs> and Peter's like, what are you doing here? And he was like, Adam and Roe killed my father, and for that he must pay. And Peter's like, can't let you do that, buddy. <laughs> Hero's like, you've chosen the wrong side, Peter. <laughs> and Peter's like, ooh, lightning hand. Can't let you hurt him. Sorry, bud. And then Hero starts charging Adam with the sword raised to be continued. I love how they have absolutely no minute to, like, explain, you know, any of why they're there. Mm-hmm. They're just like, all right, let's do this, <laughs> Shink, you know. Maybe, like, five seconds of conversation. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, Peter runs hot, and Hero can too. Yeah, they so. both are just like, nope, time for talking is done. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love it because it's it's such a great potential matchup because Hero versus Peter. Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want to see that? I'm I'm excited to see who, how how it uh, how it goes down. Allies turned enemies. Dun dun. Ooh. Yeah. Oh no! Friends become foes. And that leads us into this season two finale. Oh. Which was meant to only be the volume two finale, but here we are. Yep. Here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, me too. As I've said several times throughout this podcast, Powerless is one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one too, though. It's got good stuff. It's got some goods. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me bummed out about the Monica stuff. Well. Like, yeah. it, it's like, oh, it really Definitely. felt like kind of earth in there with, <laughs> who knows, a stolen backpack's going to lead to all the shit that's about to go down. Oh, right? Yep. I'd kind of forgotten how we got there, and then I was like, oh, yep. yeah, the metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a thing to use as motivation. And as we both realized, oh. there's no deleted scenes for this episode. Yay! Lucky for us, because we both forgot to check. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> We're really, really great at this mm-hmm. thing we do. Um, oh, so gearing up for for the big volume slash season finale. Lots of characters in interesting places. Yeah. <laughs> Key did a wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so that concludes our episode. Uh, if you want to check us out on the old social media accounts, we're on Twitter three different times. What? Um, we are, as a show... We are Eclipsed Podcast on Twitter. If you want to follow our personal accounts, uh, I am at Lady underscore Snark, S-N-A-R-K. And Rachel is that burb there, burb with a B like Bob Bishop. And I only get to do that for one more episode because I'm changing it every mm-hmm, volume. Mm-hmm. So you can email us. We are EclipsePod at gmail.com. What are you tweeting about? Is it fucking Animal Crossing? <laughs> I haven't tweeted in a while, but it probably will be more Animal okay. Crossing because the Halloween update's coming out. So. Ooh, that's yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, goddamn, I don't think have I been tweet. I don't. I haven't really been tweeting either. Uh, which is a little off brand for me. Oh yeah, I was I was celebrating uh, the Succession Emmy wins. That seems like me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that seems very me. Uh, yeah. Woo, go, go Succession. Um, and Shit's Creek. Yay, the Shit's Creek sweep. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but my 31 Days of Horror is coming up, so get ready to see me tweet about a bunch of horror movies that a lot of people probably have never heard of. That'll be exciting. It's it's, it's my Animal Crossing update, if you will. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a Discord. Come, come on in. It's warm and cozy there. People are friendly and cool. We will leave a link to that in the show notes. Um, we surely do have an Instagram. That's a thing. That is a fact. On paper. <laughs> I don't even know why I still mention it. Um, Me either. I, it's in the show notes, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Might have bit off a bit more than I can chew there. <laughs> um, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So. Don't have the mental bandwidth for it. Anyways. Uh, 
But yeah, so come check us out on Twitter. Check us out on the Discord. Uh, there's a lovely discussion in the Discord right now about the character-based theme music on the show. Mm-hmm. So come on in and let us know which of the character themes was your favorite. Um, let's like as much as I love Siler, and I do. I I fucking love that Mohinder theme. Mm-hmm. It's so yes. good. So that's my vote, probably. Um. But yeah, we are going to be just zooming right into the fucking finale of season two, because as we've said several times, the writer strike comes along and ruins everything. <laughs> the trajectory gets fucked and they have to figure some stuff out um, with varying results. But Powerless is such a good episode. Mm-hmm. It, it's It's like top five for me, I think. It's really up there. Make sure if you... Listen to our show on your podcast app of choice that you are giving us a review and a and a, and a, and a like or a subscribe or a rating. It's cool to let us know how you're feeling about what we're doing because this train ain't stopping yet. We have a I have a lot of a lot of shit left to watch. So uh, I'm really excited because season three and season four. Or well, I guess more like volume three and volume four. So just season three is where shit gets really interesting and you start really losing the people who can't hang. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like the show really starts to reveal what it actually is going to be at this point. And some people liked that and some people didn't. A lot of people didn't, but whatever to them, because there's still lots of good. But Yeah, season two finale next time. And we will see you there. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Next time on Eclipsed, can they stop the virus from being released? Will the world's population be doomed by this dangerous, possible pandemic? Not the one we're currently living in. The one I'm talking about on the television sometimes. All right, tune in. I think her internet died. I think her internet died. Oh, no. We're not done. We have a little bit left. Oh, uh, no. She's dropped from the call. Huh? I texted her. I was like, oh, no. You just got to finish it without her. Send her a little <laughs> You got to finish it without her. You got to power through. Or. No, the next part is her part. Or now. Welcome to the Ryan Gosling Mothman Podcast. All Mothman all the time. Hey, what's up, cats and kitties? How we doing? How's Mothman treating you this day? Isn't it wonderful? We're all very happy to have our new Mothman overlords uh, protecting us in Mothman City. How do you feel about this? Um, I, for one, welcome our new Mothman overlords. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Good podcast. See you next episode. Bye, folks. And then you're done. <laughs>